Hey, hello, and what's up, y'all? You're listening to The Cultivated Vegan Podcast, Season 3, Episode 4. In today's episode, I am talking about pressing past adversity. What did you do when nothing goes according to plan and everything is falling apart? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Cultivated Vegan Podcast, where healthy is more than just how much you weigh and what size you wear. I am your host, Sharonda Berry, here to teach you to redefine your idea of health by viewing this from a holistic perspective. I do this by cultivating what I consider to be the six C's of holistic health, faith, food, fitness, family, finances, and fun. So if you're ready to free yourself from those toxic attachments and unhealthy habits, let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast, guys. In today's episode, I am talking about pressing past adversity. This episode, pretty much like most of them (laughs) that I have recorded, is birthed from personal experience and my personal experience that I have recently had. I want to start this episode, though, by reading with you a social media post that I made uh, recently, and it, it goes a little something like this. I'm not sure who needs to hear this, but things may not always go according to plan. Correction, things will not always go according to plan. However, it is during these times that we must stay the course. We must have faith in ourselves, but more importantly, we must have faith in our creator. He sees what we cannot. He knows what we do not. He has the power to work all things out for our good. Perhaps things are not falling apart, but rather falling into place. Maybe you are not losing people, but rather gaining peace. Maybe, just maybe, you will look back at this moment and be thankful for how it all played out in the end. That was my social media post. And that's where I want to start at today. So into every life, some rain must fall. But what do you do when your April showers cannot bring forth May flowers because your life tsunamis have destroyed everything in its path? When you look up and you find yourself standing in Tornado Alley and all you can see are hurricanes and tidal waves. I know you've been romanced by Hollywood, myself included, and we expect that life is perfect. Our bodies should be perfect. Our marriages should be perfect. Our relationships should be perfect. And we should live these luxurious lifestyles. Even in Christianity, there's a certain level of expectation that once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, that all our troubles are going to end. Somehow we begin to believe or see our pastors as our Lord and Savior and that this congregation is full of perfect individuals who have everything together. And then when we begin to face reality, we start losing faith in God. Because how dare I suffer? How dare I go through anything because I am now a Christian? How dare I not have this perfect life, this perfect wife, this perfect husband, this perfect whatever? How dare I not have this? And I'm here to free you. (laughs) In actuality, life is unpredictable. And the only thing that we can be certain of is that life is not certain. 
except for death and taxes. And even one of those can be cheated. There's a workaround on one of those. What do you do when everything seems to fall apart? What do you do when nothing is going according to your plan? What do you do when you feel that you're doing everything right, but all the results are wrong? I got one word for you. Press. Press through the adversity. Because when you have a calling, when you have a purpose, when you have an assignment on your life, there is going to be adversity. Now, the first tip I'm going to give you is not to compare your adversity to somebody else's. Because for people who don't have no calling, for people who don't have no plan, for people that don't have no purpose, and I'm using improper English on purpose, for those don't have nothing going on, their life is going to seem like it's perfect. In actuality, it won't be, but it's going to seem like it's, it's, it's perfect and you're going to be comparing yourself to them. That's the last thing that you need to do. The higher the calling, the more, the greater the adversity. The higher the calling, the greater the adversity. We also, as a Christian, tend to like over-spiritualize things and we don't give people practical steps on how to do things. We just tell people, press through, push, press, push, press. But what does that look like walking out practically? I have five steps that's going to allow you to press through adversity. Now, I use the the acronym, I use PRESS as an acronym. Pursue relentlessly, expecting something spectacular, right? That has what That is what has gotten me through life. When I pursue relentlessly, And I expect something spectacular on the end of this trial, on the end of this um, issue. When I press, pursue relentlessly, expecting something spectacular on the other side of this trouble, I usually do quite well. So I'm going to give you five practical steps to implement to be able to press through. Number one, be prayed up. That's number one. God has to be the center of of everything. When we stay prayed up and we stay in his word and we meditate on those promises, what it does is actually help us foster a healthy relationship with him. And most of the time when we're in a good, healthy relationship with somebody, we trust them. Right. We trust what they tell us. We trust that we have they have our good interests, our best interests at heart. We trust that they're going to do us no harm. Right. That's why when people do betray you at the end, it hurts so bad because you had such a high trust with them. That's what happens when you're in a healthy relationship. You let down the guard and you learn to trust. So in that relationship, another thing that happens is we're able to hear God's voice. We're able to discern his voice. My people know my voice. All right. So that's what the Bible says. And so when we know his voice, we're able able to discern it from the enemy. We have a lot of people talking to us. We have a lot of noise. We have the noise from um, the television. We have the noise from the radio. We have the noise from social media. We have the noise from family, from friends, from coworkers. And we got to learn how to decipher what is God and what is the enemy. Because God does speak to us spiritually, right? But he does use people to speak to us as well. And so does the enemy. He'll bring somebody right in the door and sweet talk you right out of your blessing. Sweet talk you right out of your purpose. And we have to learn how to discern the voice of God from the voice of the enemy. Number two, you have to be mentally prepared and you have to have a positive mindset. Those two things go hand in hand. Right. I think Andy Minio said it best when he said life is hard. I thank God it could be worse. (laughs) Way, 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 way worse. I think that kind of balances out. Life is hard. 
And don't let anybody tell you differently. I know everybody, oh no, if you're a Christian, you're not going to go through life as a breeze. No, life is hard. And it's made that way on purpose. It doesn't mean that it, when as a Christian or not a Christian, life is not going to be puppy dogs and rainbows and cupcakes. It's not. Life is hard. And once you expect that, once you realize that this is not speaking negativity, it is not being speaking things into existence. You're not speaking death over your, yourself. Life is hard. And that's okay. Because the positive mindset says it could be worse. I will get through this. It's okay. Every moment that you wake up, life is there to meet you when you open your eyes and you have to be mentally prepared for this. Life is not for the faint of heart. I'm just saying it's not. And if we just get out of this privileged mentality that nothing is ever bad is going to happen to us, we will be much better off. It's not all doom, gloom, and despair. You have to balance that with a positive mindset. It can be worse. I know you're probably going through something right now and you feel like, I don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. It cannot get no worse than what it is. And I beg to differ, but let's just say it doesn't get any worse than what you're going through right now. When you make it to the other side, after you pursue relentlessly expecting something spectacular on the other side of this trouble. If this is the worst that has ever happened to you, then it is what it is. Cause you're going to make through, you're going to make it through it. And you can look back and say, if I made it through that, <laughs> this is nothing but a piece of cake, baby. So it's still okay. Even if you're in the worst moment of your life, it's still okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Newberry Health and Wellness brand new group coaching program called Bloom. Bloom is a 12 week holistic journey to health, happiness and wholeness based on the six C's of holistic health, faith, food, fitness, family, finances and fun. Bloom was created to help you cultivate a life of complete freedom. If you're ready to foster a deeper walk with Christ, jumpstart your weight loss journey, learn how to prepare healthy and delicious plant-based meals, foster healthy relationships with family, friends, finances, and yourself. And if you're ready to free yourself from toxic attachments and unhealthy habits, head over to bit.ly forward slash get ready to bloom bit.ly forward slash get ready to bloom. Once again, that's bit.ly forward slash get ready to bloom and let us help you grow. Number three, you have to revisit your past wins. That kind of ties into what I was just talking about. Emphasize the wins. I have to, I have to say that emphasis on the wins, Cause don't just revisit the past. I used to do that all the time and I would get stuck, right? I would get stuck sulking on all my losses months after the breakup. Ooh, he left me years after they walked away. I didn't get closure. <laughs> what did I do to her? I used to do this, revisit my past failures, but was it a fail? Was it really a fail or was it a lesson learned? What did I gain from the situation? What did I learn from the situation? And perhaps it truly was a failure, a failure. It's labeled as a failure. For instance, when I failed my third semester of nursing school, 
Yeah, I'm putting it out there in public. That was the most embarrassing, most humiliating, most degrading moment of my life. And I did not think it could get any worse than that. I am so much smarter than this is what I was thinking at that time. And I was like, I'm not going back. But you know what I did? I put on my big girl panties. (laughs) I consulted my father and I went back and I passed it. Because you know what? Sometimes it's like Shalimar say, it's better the second time around. (laughs) It's better the second time around. So the point I'm trying to make is that was technically a failure. It went on my in my transcript as a failure. So it could be labeled as a failure. But guess what? I still succeeded at the end of the day because 11 years later, I still got that aura in behind my name. And I have since then acquired a few more letters. That's just a past memory. It's something that I go through to I revisit to say that I got past that. And if I can pass nursing school, I'm always reflecting back to nursing school, baby. That was, I, I think I still have some PTSD from nursing school. <laughs> but my friends and I, we're like, if we can get through that, oh, we can get through this. And so that's what I want you to do. We have to look back and revisit those times when we thought we were at our loss. I mean, our last at the bottom, but we managed to get past that. You're on the other side. You got to remind yourself, I got through that. So I will get through this. Number four, you have to look at adversities as a challenge. I'm going to share something else with you because, you know, I like to tell my business. (laughs) I don't like to tell my business. I just feel like I have to tell my business. So recently I went to a woman's conference and it was a healing event. Now, when I tell you I met one adversity after another, and I didn't look at any of these as a challenge, it was actually the host of the event who kept telling me to look at this as a challenge. It's something on the other side of this for you. And this this is just a test. I'm not going to share all of the issues that I have, but I'll share a few. One is that less than 24 hours before the event, I was supposed to leave on a Friday and drive to North Carolina. Less than 24 hours, my son, who was going to drop me off to pick up my rental car, told me he wasn't going to be able to do so. So I said, don't worry about it. I will call and see if they can come and pick me up. Right. So when I contacted the people to see if they can pick me up for the to take me to the rental car, they said the car was not available. The car is not what? So immediately I'm thinking, now, what if I had waited till yesterday and he had could have dropped me off to go and get this car and I show up and they're like, we don't have a car for you. And I'm supposed to be leaving for my trip. So I was upset. I, so I called the, the host of the event and say, I'm not going to be able to make it. I just found out today that there's no rental car. Um, and I already knew because this was the last car. I had to go to a out through an outside third party source to find this car because it was so close to the weekend. There was nothing else available in traditional routes. So I had to use an alternative method to find this car. So I told her, I said, hey, look, I'm not going to be able to make it. She said, I think you should press through. This is going to be a powerful event. And I think you really need to find a way here. I'd already made up in my mind. I'm not going. I'm like, well, she can say what she wants. How how am I going to get there? I briefly thought about flying and then I came to my senses. So then, (laughs) so I had to cancel my hotel because, you know, if you don't in enough time, you're going to get a fee. I had someone to do my makeup. So I had to cancel that booking. And then when I, um, later on that night, she she was like, hey, she reached out to me. She's like, did you come up with an alternative method? I'm like, no. Nah. 
She said, I think you should. I think there's something great waiting for you on the other side of this. So now I'm trying. I didn't get off work till 630. And now I'm trying really desperately to find another car. I eventually find one. I find a car. And so now I got to rebook a hotel. But it's Thursday, right? And hotels are usually booked. So I have to keep looking and keep looking till I find another hotel. Then I have to see if this young lady can rebook me after I had booked and canceled. Right. So we waking up Friday and I'm getting ready to leave and I check my bank account and eight hundred dollars is missing. It wasn't eight hundred. Exactly. It was like seven seventy something, seven eighty. Right. Out of my account. So I call my bank to ask them where in the world is my money. And she looks at me like she's talking to me like I'm crazy. She say, oh, it was never there. What are you talking about? I say, ma'am, I have three deposits missing out of my account. She said, oh, you never had deposits in this account. What are you talking about? Okay, so I rented this car. It was like $370. And then when I when I had to cancel it, they refunded $306. And when I looked and saw that I didn't get my other 60 some dollars, I called them. I'm like, hey, what's going on? They said, oh, it's a cancellation fee. I'm like, sis, I don't have a cancellation fee. I know I canceled this car, but I had to cancel it because the car was not available. And that's just a fee you're going to have to eat. Because I would have chosen the car. I would have picked up the car if had it been available. I'm... I still need to make my trip. I didn't cancel it. You, the car wasn't available. So I had to fight on the phone for an hour to get my money. So when the manager finally approved it and I looked, I had two deposits. I had a $306 deposit and then I had like a $68 deposit. Then I had a previous $400 deposit from earlier in the week. So I know I had three deposits in my bank account and I know what my balance was but the chick on the telephone is telling me the money was never there oh I never see I never I I don't see where you have a $306 deposit I don't see where you have a $68 deposit I don't see where you have a $400 deposit and when I'm looking at my statement it's not there like I'm looking at my online and it truly was like it never existed now I'm mad (laughs) I'm really, really mad because if somebody's playing with my money and you're playing with my intelligence too, like I'm crazy and I didn't know what my money was. You really, she was like, what do you have? Did you screenshot it? Did you, why would I screenshot my balance every day? What are you talking about? So, um, I I called my, the host of the event, say, I'm not going to be able to make it because that's the money that I had put aside for the trip, you know, a certain amount of money for the trip. Over half of it is gone. She's like, I really think you need to press past the adversity and you need to get here. Something awesome waiting for you. I'm thinking at this point, this lady is crazy. (laughs) What is on the other side of this? I think it's not supposed, I'm not supposed to be here because too much is going on. Too much is going on prohibiting me from getting there. I don't think I'm supposed to be there. Right. How am I going to get? I mean, I have more money, but how am I supposed to get here? Because I my money is gone. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, I could still get there if I really wanted to. I could use my credit cards. I can use other money. I can get there. It's just that the money I had set aside is not there. So I got to thinking about it. I was like, hey, it is a woman healing event. It's supposed to be a bunch of, you know, it's supposed to be healing. Uh, maybe I am going to get something. So I just went on and got dressed and went to pick up my rental car. I got my car. I got on the road and I'm gone. Right. And so I get into about an hour and a half away from my house. And I know where I am because I go to this town all the time. And the GPS just acting crazy. Like it's telling me to turn. I'm like, turn. Why am I getting off a 20 when I know this is supposed to take? So I get off and I'm turning. It's telling me to take a U-turn. It's telling me to go over here, down this strip, make a U-turn, go down this street, make a. And I, 
I mean, this for 15 minutes, I'm just going up and down the road making U-turns. And it's a good thing that I was still close to home. I knew exactly where I was, but I'm just trying to figure out what is going on with this GPS. And something was telling me, well, girl, you know, you're still right at the house. It's probably another sign you're not supposed to be here. I think you need to turn around and go home. So I, you know, I, I pulled over because I was getting frustrated because what you don't know is I also have a fear and anxiety. I had an anxiety about traveling. Anytime I travel somewhere previously, previously, this is no longer the case. I would really get anxiety so much so that the first day I arrive there, I'm no good. I have to lay down, take something for a headache and go to sleep because I always fear something is going to happen. I used to, I used to always fear something is bad. is going to happen. I remember my son and I took a trip to San Antonio, Texas. I was so scared. I never let him know, but I did let my friend know. She was like, why are you so scared? I said, what if I miss Texas? She's like, what if you miss? How are you going to miss Texas? Just get on the interstate and drive straight. You will not miss Texas. I was like, well, I might miss Texas. I, I don't know. I might end up, you know, I mean, I had unnatural fears and anxiety when it come to traveling. And that's why I always traveled with someone. So now I'm in the car by myself and it's like, okay, now you know where you are now, but what happens when you leave out of Mississippi and this GPS start tripping and sends you to Timbuktu? So I pulled over and I gathered myself. I put some gas in the car and I got back and, you know, I turned the phone, powered the phone off, powered it back on, put the address back in there and I started driving. And about two more hours into the trip, I checked my checking account and my money was miraculously there. The three account, the uh, three deposits were back. And I'm like, is this truly a test? Right. So I'm on the road and I'm traveling in the right direction and my money is there. But my mind is still telling me as I travel, you're only you're just two hours into the trip. You're only three hours into the trip. You're only four hours in the trip. You know, you haven't uploaded a podcast episode. You can go back home and do that. You can go take pictures for your website. You know, the voices kept telling me not to get to this conference. Right. Kept telling me not to go. And if I didn't have a relationship with God, if I wasn't prayed up and if I didn't know how to discern the voice of God from the enemy, I would have turned around and just came back home. But I pres- I pressed because I was pursuing relentlessly. I-, I expected something spectacular at this conference. So long story short, I got there when I got to the hotel. It's like 12 o'clock in the morning. But, you know, for the first time in a long time, despite the fact that it was so late, I did not have to take anything for my headache. I didn't even have a headache. I felt calm and relief, a sense of relief. I had made it and a sense of accomplishment. I took my shower. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning, got my makeup done. Second thing or a third, I think this is my third adversity, right? How come when a girl left, I look like a squirrel and a chipmunk at the same time? Don't ask how, how did she do that? No, it wasn't a squirrel in the chipmunk. I look like a raccoon. That's what it was. I look like a raccoon and a squirrel at the same time. But don't judge me. I'm telling y'all the truth. Like I had <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with Graves disease and it gave me uh thyroid eye disease disorder, which made my eyeballs bulge out. So I really have, I have big eyes now because of that disease. And honey, she, she emphasized those eyes. And let me tell you, I look just like a raccoon. She came late. She took too long. And after she left, I didn't have time to wash all this makeup off and reapply it for myself. So I had to tone it down the best way I could. Something was telling me, you know what? You don't want to go to that conference looking like that, girl. This is going to be on the internet. <laughs> you may as well just go, um, 
go in a, get an Uber, go get something to eat, go back, pack up and go on back home. But I didn't. I, 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 I toned down the makeup the best way I could. And I just went on, caught an Uber to the event and had the best time connecting with a group of young ladies that, and I enjoyed myself so much. I got to meet my mentor in person and it was life challenging. And when she saw me, her expression was like, oh my gosh, you made it. There is something great in you because you pressed. And I think I learned something through all of that. That was a lot of adversity and I was, I was challenged the entire trip, but I enjoyed it. So I looked at you. We should look at that adversity, look at adversity as a challenge. And number five, number five is believe in your capabilities. And this goes back to the first one. Stay prayed up, right? Goes back to one. Uh, like Brian McKnight say, start back at one. I know y'all saying, how is she talking about God and making all these secular song references? Don't judge me. Okay. <laughs> don't judge, don't judge my walk with Christ. <laughs> But just, it goes back to number one, you have to believe in your capabilities. And the way that you can do that is to have a strong relationship in Christ, because he tells us that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And because of that, it is not me. I'm not walking alone. I'm walking in the authority of the one who sent me. So when every time I refer back to that, I can believe in my capabilities. I can believe in anything that I start out in knowing that there's going to be some adversity attached to this thing, but I'm not walking alone. I come in authority. So I believe in my capabilities. And I'm going to give you a a bonus one. I almost left this out because it was the number six, but I was like, nah, it's not going to go over well, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Bonus tip, have a warrior mentality. And the reason I almost left it out is because people would think, oh, well, that means you got to fight. As a Christian, you shouldn't have to fight all the time. Let me tell you, warriors, true warriors, they don't look for the battle. Warriors seek peace. True warriors seek peace. It's only when peace is unavailable that they don't mind fighting. Okay, but true warriors seek peace. And I'm also going to share with you some um, quotes that I found on warriors. A warrior's greatest glory is not in never failing, but in rising every time we fall. Okay, that's Confucius. I'm going to read that again. A warrior's greatest glory is not in never failing, but is in rising every time we fall. We fall down, but we get up. That's for y'all who worried about my salvation. I know some Christian songs too. <laughs> but true warriors are not concerned about failing. They just know that they're going to get up every time they fall down. Okay. Another one. Every warrior must learn to endure and overcome the adversity in life. Every warrior. That's another, that's a clue right there. There are going to be adversities. Every warrior must learn to endure them and overcome them. I got another one for you. Brave men rejoice in adversity, just as brave soldiers triumph in war. A brave man sees adversity and they rejoice. It's okay because I know something great is coming in this. And a brave soldier is going to triumph in war every time. You can't win no war if you fear, fearful or if you're a coward because you're not going to be able to think clearly. You're going to forget all your training. You're going to make bad decisions. Right. That's why the, the military, when you go in there, they strip you down and they tear down everything that you previously believe. And then they reprogram your brain because they need you not to be fearful and cowardly when you go into war because it's a lot at stake. 
Brave men rejoice in adversity, just as brave soldiers triumph in war. And the last one, show me someone who has done something worthwhile and I'll show you someone who has overcome adversity. Everybody, everyone who has accomplished something significant has had to overcome adversity on some level. The enemy is just not out here passing out greatness. He's just not going to sit down and cross his legs and let you do what you need to do, especially if it's going to be impacting and life changing and transformational or positive. Right. There is going to be adversity out here. And the greater, the most, the more significant the the issue, the thing is that you're called to accomplish what is say new levels, new devils. The greater your calling, the bigger that adversity is going to be. So you just need to go ahead and, and place that in your mindset. But it's okay because everyone who has achieved something significant has had to overcome adversity. So just know you're in great company. So in conclusion, <laughs> five ways that you can press through adversity, five ways that you can pursue relentlessly expecting something spectacular is one to stay prayed up, build a relationship with Christ and trust that he has your best interest at heart. Number two, be mentally prepared and keep a positive mindset. Life is hard, but Continue to thank God because it could always be worse. Number three, revisit your past wins. You have gone through something before and going through that, you felt you would not make it to the other side, but you did. So remind yourself of it. Number four, look at adversity as a challenge. It will sharpen your tools. It will cause you to be resourceful. It will strengthen you and you will come out better. Number five, believe in your capabilities because you don't walk alone, but you walk in the authority of the one who created and and sent you. And our bonus one is adapt the mentality of a warrior. I'm going to end today with a prayer because I feel like I need to pray. (laughs) So. With that being said, Heavenly Father, I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice will be blessed with your peace, the peace that surpasses all of our understanding. God, allow us to know that you did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. God, allow us to walk in the power and the authority of the one who sent us. And that is you. God, give us the ability to press. Give us the ability to pursue. Give us the ability to be relentless in our pursuit. Give us the ability to expect. Give us the ability to see that there is greatness and something spectacular on the other side of this. God, do not let us walk in a spirit of doom, in a spirit of gloom, or a spirit of despair, but allow us to be victorious in this life. And in Jesus' name, I pray, amen, amen, and amen. Thanks for listening. I hope you are blessed by today's podcast. Please take the time to subscribe on whichever platform you listen today. And if you happen to be listening on Apple, please rate us five stars. Then hop on over to social media and say hi. We're the Cultivated Vegan everywhere on Instagram, on Facebook, and yes, even TikTok. Because why? (laughs) Your girl happens to be funny. 
from my heart to your home here's wishing peace love and wellness to all of the fun loving salt of the earth melanated queens that you are